Hi everyone, I'm Liam and this is Words with Woman. Welcome to another episode with our guest Lucia Whaler, a registered dietitian. Lucia is very passionate about the power of food and its connection to health. As a healthcare professional, she delivers inspiring, reliable, and life-changing nutrition advice to support healthy living. She inspires her clients to respond to nutritional challenges and identify opportunities that help them shape the future of healthy eating. Today's conversation will be full of information about food and healthy eating. So join us for words of advice, words of wisdom on New Valley Food Podcast, Words with Women. Welcome back to Words with Women, and today we have uh, Lucia Weiler, who is very passionate about the power of food and its connection to health. So welcome, Lucia. Thank you. Happy to be with uh, the group. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And we also have Lauren, who is with us again today. Hello, everyone. Liam and Lucia have been working together a lot lately, so we're all very excited to be back together on the podcast after our lunch and learn. So excited to be back. (laughs) Absolutely. So today's going to be fun. And we have a lot of questions for you, Lucia. And I guess to start the conversation and to open the discussion, uh, I would like to ask you, how did you decide to become a dietitian? Wow, that's uh, digging deep. And, uh, you know, I always loved food and enjoyed studying science. At university, I was introduced to the nutrition science program and loved the diversity of studying food history, food science, diet and disease, not to mention healthy cooking and good eating. So after graduation, I worked for many years as a food scientist in safety and new food product development. I also created recipes and healthy eating programs. Now, as a registered dietitian, I'm a healthcare professional, and I translate the science to counsel people for health and wellness, and it's a really rewarding job. Perfect. That sounds amazing. A lot of food involved, which is incredible. And uh, you mentioned something about uh, dietitian and like nutrition. Uh, can you just explain for, to us what is the difference between a dietitian and, and a nutritionist? Because I know for myself before, and especially before the session that you gave us, it was a little bit confusing. Uh, so can you just give us uh, an explanation for both or what is the difference between the two? Absolutely. And it's a great question that I get all the time. And with so much pending on healthy eating, it's really important that people understand where to seek credible nutrition information. So here we go. You are students and you know the demands of a university education. Dietitians have a university degree in foods and nutrition. After graduating, they undergo comprehensive training in both on the job and in universities. And then they have to pass a rigorous professional licensing exam. So it's lots of years of training and supervision that that we go through. So as a result of the training and licensing requirements, dietitians are the only regulated health professionals in the field of nutrition. They're also held accountable for safe, competent, and ethical nutrition services throughout their career. The title dietitian is protected by law and just like a nurse or a dentist or a pharmacist. On the other hand, the title nutritionist is not protected in Ontario by law. So anyone can refer 
to themselves as a nutritionist and offer mm -hmm. advice regardless of their education or training. So the title nutritionist is often used by people who have completed privately owned training programs that can vary in length and rigor. The risk is that unregulated people calling themselves nutritionists are permitted to recommend vitamins, minerals, herbal products, regardless of their knowledge and training in this area, and putting the public at risk of nutrition misinformation that could result in health-related harm. So think about it. You wouldn't ask a celebrity how to build a safe bridge. You would ask a professional engineer. You also wouldn't ask a friend to fill in your cavity. You would ask a dentist. The same thing should apply for nutrition advice. So dig a little deeper and look for credentials. Remember that dietitians are the most credible and trusted health professionals who promote health through food and nutrition. You can find out if your nutrition professional is a registered dietitian by checking the College of Dietitians registry in your province or territory. Many dietitians are also found on the Dietitians of Canada website under Find a Dietitian. So I hope this answers the question. Yeah, it definitely did. I know before I was confused about, you know, the difference, but it's good to know that basically like almost anyone can call themselves a nutritionist. So now I know that those people on Instagram, they might not know everything that I think that they know. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so registered dietitian is the keyword to look for, for credible, trustworthy science and advice. Perfect. Okay. So how would you describe your consulting agency, Weiler Nutrition Communication? Well, thanks for asking that. And I started the company 15 years ago and built it into a leading nutrition communications consulting agency by registered dietitians. We love food and we love helping people discover the science behind the power of food and its connection to health and wellness. I also teach in the Faculty of Health Sciences and Wellness at Humber College in Toronto and really enjoy working with students. As a nutrition counsellor, I love empowering students. I understand the challenges many of you are facing during these changing times and hope that today's session, Ask the Dietitian, will help you toward living your healthiest self. Absolutely. I think that's, that's amazing for you to take the initiative and then create your own consultant agency. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people have and will be benefiting from it. But speaking of nutrition and food, how can we find nutrition and food information that we can trust, given that there is a lot of information out there? Great question. And, you know, we're all hungry for information about nutrition and health. Yeah. But as we discuss, not all advice we seek is credible and evidence-based. So according to the Canadian Foundation for Dietetic Research, the public is relying less on traditional sources of health information, such as family doctors, and relying more on the internet, social media, and blogs, as well as friends, family, and colleagues for health information. Unfortunately, much of what is on the internet is not based on the best available science or may not tell you the whole story. So I have three tips um, that you can look for to see if the food and nutrition information is trustworthy. Number one, 
is the person or product promising a quick fix, like a fast weight loss or a miracle cure? If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So making changes to your health means a commitment to eating well and exercising regularly. Number two, does the advice provide information based on personal stories rather than facts or science? It's nice to hear about stories, but it's not proof that something really works. Nutrition advice should be based on best available science that's relevant to the audience, to you. Number three, what are the qualifications? As we talked earlier, ask for credentials. So the title dietitian is protected by law, just like nurse, dentist, or pharmacist. You can look for the initials RD or PDT in Quebec to identify a registered dietitian. And um, dietitians are the university trained, regulated health professionals who provide life-changing advice in food and nutrition. For websites and blogs, look for those written by registered dietitians or credible health associations like Health Canada and Dietitians of Canada. So in summary, when you're looking to find food and nutrition information you can trust, don't believe quick fix promises and personal stories. Instead, check credentials, knowing that dietitians provide scientific facts and are Canada's most trusted food and nutrition professionals. That's great. Cause I was definitely, I noticed when we had our lunch and learn with you and the rest of the women executives, a lot of people answered the question saying they got their information from, you know, social media and their yeah. family. So now hopefully Instagram. we're, yeah, literally I go on Instagram so, but now we know to look for people that are registered dietitians. Yeah. Um, follow blogs and Instagrams. I have an account at Lucia Weiler RD on Instagram. So yeah, find people who resonate with you, who put out information that uh, is helpful to you. And uh, if they're a registered dietitian, you can, you know, that you can trust the information and follow their advice. Perfect. Yeah. And another question that we focused on in the lunch and learn as well was what are the main nutrients that we, you know, as young adults need on our plate? Yeah, and that was a really great question. And we had uh, lots of um, comments on that too in the um, in the chat box. So young women need a balanced diet to fuel their active bodies and minds. But at this point in life, I understand healthy eating sometimes becomes a challenge. College life can interrupt normal patterns of eating and sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so exactly. So it's a, uh, it's a stressful, it's a stressful life being a student. And in addition, hormonal changes may lead to conditions such as uh, premenstrual syndrome or PMS and unhealthy body image issues could also develop. So as dietitians, we are, we are, we are aware of this and trained to support people in their um, food and nutrition journey. So the best thing a young woman can do is to understand her own body and stay well by adopting a healthy eating style, getting regular physical activity and rest and maintaining a healthy body relationship. So I have five tips to eat healthfully. And um, I will start with number one, eat a variety of foods, especially lots of veggies. 
what does lots of veggies mean? So if you take your plate and draw an imaginary line down the middle and fill half of your plate with non-starchy veggies, these would be dark green, red, orange, like peppers, carrots, broccoli, the darker the color, the better. So half your plate, non-starchy vegetables. That was number one. Number two, remember to include lean protein with your meals and your snacks. These would be lean cuts of beef, pork, chicken, turkey, seafood, eggs. Also try plant-based protein foods. And if you're interested in uh, eating more plant-based, again, look for advice from dietitians as to how to make sure that you don't miss out on any important nutrients as you transition to eating more plant-based proteins. Number three, include iron-rich foods for energy and good health. Sources of iron include red meat, chicken, turkey, pork, fish, kale, spinach, beans, lentils, fortified breads, and cereals. So lots to choose from. Other vitamins and minerals or nutrition supplement, you should contact a registered dietitian, especially if you're following a vegetarian or vegan diet. Number four, drink water. Beverages such as regular and sparkling water are okay. Anything like fat-free, low-fat milk, fortified soy milk, unsweetened mm -hmm. teas and coffee. And just, uh, you know, remember that coffee has caffeine. So uh, the best uh, way to quench your thirst and keep yourself hydrated is fresh water. Last tip, number five, have a healthy relationship with food and a positive body image. This is so important for young women because influences from peers in the media may cause young women to set unrealistic weight goals or develop a negative body image. It is possible for people to be healthy at all different sizes and shapes. So I recommend focus on eating energizing foods, engaging in fun physical movement, getting enough sleep, and healthfully managing stress. So for more general information, you can check out Canada's Food Guide for Healthy Eating and for personal support and tips that fit your needs and your lifestyle, consult a registered dietitian. These are definitely great advices and tips that I know I do have a lot of things to change based off what you mentioned right now. Um, but uh, just to add, one of the questions that came up within our team and within the people I know in my life as well is how can we get enough protein in our diet? And that is a question that uh, is very common these days and people are um, hoping to get enough protein. And most uh, people who eat a regular varied diet will get enough protein. But here are the general guidelines from a dietitian. Okay. As a general guideline, aim for 20 to 30 grams of protein at every meal. This is the amount that helps maintain your muscle uh, muscle mass. So how much is about 20 or 30 grams? It would be one serving of three ounces of cooked meat or fish, such as beef, chicken, turkey, or pork. And it's about the size of the palm of your hand without the, uh, without the fingers. And um, another option of what 20 to 30 grams of protein would look like is a cup of Greek yogurt 
or three quarter cup of cottage cheese, a cup of tofu, edamame beans, one cup, one and a half cups of beans or lentils. So these are really uh, varied sources of protein. And my last tip on protein would be is to try to include it at every single meal, especially at breakfast and snacks. Most mm. of us uh, may eat enough protein at lunch and dinner, but we often miss out on protein um, with the breakfast meal. So in summary, for protein, aim to two, 20 to 30 grams at every meal, especially at breakfast. I know that for me, a lot of the time I would miss like protein in breakfast and I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure Lauren can relate to that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, breakfast proteins such as eggs, they're definitely, you know, back in style, two eggs uh, are, are uh, an excellent way to get your protein serving. Mm -hmm. So if you, uh, if you eat eggs, that's certainly a, a good option along with the other ones that I listed. Yeah, that's definitely a good option for vegetarians as well. Another question that we have is a lot of people go on diets and try out different diet trends. Do you think that diets are effective? And if so, what's the best one? I love this question. And you know, <laughs> uh, I would ask you to think about it for a moment. Have you ever tried a diet? Or you know someone who has tried a diet? Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And how did it go for them? It doesn't last to say no. the least. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's, it's so true. And as a dietitian, I want to speak to any diet that restricts food or counts calories. These are really difficult because they kind of set us up for failure. If you think about it in the long term, will you be able to eat that way forever? What happens if you're at a party and you have committed to giving up cakes forever? That's, that's I'm a hard here one. To, it's a yeah. hard one. Absolutely. And I'm here to tell you that you don't have to give up cake forever. No, you don't have to. That us, diets set us up for failure because they have strict rules and they make us feel guilty like we are the problem when we fail to meet these mm -hmm. rules. Mm -hmm. But it's totally normal to eat cake and enjoy it too. So as a dietitian, my advice is do not be restrictive. Focus on adding foods into your diet that are wholesome rather than cutting foods out completely. There's no such thing as a good or bad food. And restricting certain foods actually make you want them more. So rather than restricting food, try to listen to your body. Listen to your body. And if you really want that food, enjoy the food in the moment and if you really want that cake, eat your cake and allow yourself that food and then move on, move on with your day and move on with your life. The mm -hmm. best diet is a sound eating pattern that you can enjoy and include the healthful foods most of the time, indulgent foods, some of them. And remember, there are no good or bad foods and you are not good or bad for eating anything. It's much more satisfying to enjoy food and let yourself be in the moment. If this is something that resonates with you, you are not alone. And I urge you to speak to a dietitian. You can also read more about why diets don't work from Dietitians of Canada. As someone who has tried 
every single diet underneath the sun. It is so relieving <laughs> to hear a professional tell you to just eat what your body tells you to eat and that I don't need to cut out all the things I've been trying to cut out. It's honestly so relieving to hear that from someone that's obviously a professional. So thank you. <laughs> oh, and that really makes my day because allowing people to eat well and enjoy their relationship with food is so important. And as young women, there is a real tendency to strive for, um, you know, body image and um, different kinds of expectations mm -hmm. that that uh, make it hard to to stay on track with healthy eating. So as I said, if that resonates with you, and you find yourself restricting, it's you're not alone. It's it's uh, not uncommon. And I really urge you to speak to a dietitian to help make your food choices and food relationships healthy. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's a good thing for everyone to hear because like as Lauren said, like especially on social media, I remember just like scrolling on Instagram or TikTok and then you will see an ad how to lose weight in like 10 days or how to go on a diet and have like effective results. So at, at least now that we established that diets are not effective, I think yes. that my next question <laughs> would be how can we balance not eating enough and eating too much? Because I feel a lot of us just struggle in that between the two kind of like you're not sure if you're eating enough or if you're eating too much so how, how can we be in the middle well it is not as hard as it seems to be and I can tell you that if you're following a balanced eating pattern which means half your plate is vegetables and fruit a quarter of your plate is protein and a quarter is whole grains, you are likely getting a nice balance of nutrients to sustain your well-being. And uh, the New Canada's Food Guide shows an awesome picture of all kinds of foods exactly divided this way. So use Canada's Food Guide to plan your meals and go on the Health Canada website and have a look, lots of recipes, lots of visuals, and if you cook for yourself, and I encourage you to, because it's yeah. really uh, an important life skill, just uh, it is fun too. And yeah, so dietitians have lots of great recipes and you can be assured that they would be balanced. So there would be enough uh, vegetables in that recipe and enough protein to make it a well-balanced meal. So here are some goals that you can consider and set for yourself, which would be small steps towards making sure that you're getting a balanced um, uh, meal and that you're eating enough and not too much. So number one, eating regularly throughout the day is really important because it helps increase your focus and attention on your studying. Mm -hmm. So this means three balanced meals with a couple of snacks in between. And if you're struggling with eating regularly, I know how busy students can get, I suggest setting a daily alarm so you remind yourself it's mealtime. And that way, when you get too busy, you don't forget to eat. Also, listen to your body. If your body is hungry, eat something. Listen and take care of your hunger. Have foods handy that will, um, will provide you with nourishment. And there is lots of great tips on kinds of foods that you can uh, carry with you or, or have handy so that when you're hungry, there's food at hand. 
Number two, choosing balanced meals and always remember to include a source of protein. Number three, making half your plate vegetables and fruit, a quarter protein and some quarter with high fiber carbohydrates. Number four, have a healthy relationship with food and a positive body image. And be thankful for your body and mindful of your feelings about food. These are also very important. Yeah, that's great. And our last question, which is a big one um, that almost everyone asks our age, is how can we eat well and healthy and have that balanced diet on a budget? That's such a great question and um, often asked. So you can eat well on a budget and we developed resources to help um, students and anyone who's looking to eat on a budget. So you can find out more on the news blog of my website, which is www.weilernutrition.com about eating on a budget. And uh, I can share with you five quick tips to uh, help you eat well on a budget. So number one, plan your meals, think about what you're going to eat. This helps you buy just what you need and stay on budget. Number two, prepare a shopping list. Studies show that keeping a running grocery list is a great way to save money and time too. So we have a great healthy shopping list on our website that you can download that keeps you right on track as you're going through the grocery store or ordering online, whichever works for you. Number three, stock up on healthy staples that are on sale. Look for fresh or frozen veggies, fruit, canned beans, fish, and whole grains. And uh, don't be afraid of canned and frozen uh, food. They really are very um, wholesome and easy to incorporate into cooking. Cook once, eat twice. Cook more than what you need today, and then you can enjoy the leftovers in another meal tomorrow. Number five, store food properly to reduce waste. Mm-hmm. keeping cooked food in the fridge for three to four days. And if you can't eat it, put it in the freezer and we'll be waiting for a later use. Definitely the freezer is my best friend. I remember <laughs> <laughs> in like second, third year, now less because of COVID, we can just like cook, uh, cook a very fresh meal like every now and then. But especially when we used to go to campus and have like the whole week packed with classes, I would cook on Wednesdays and Sundays and then just kind of divide all portions and just take them with me. So that made it easier. But yeah, (laughs) that's great. And, you know, the pantry is also your friend. There's so much shelf stable food out there that you can enjoy. Like just yesterday, I made tomato soup with a can of tomatoes, a can of beans, uh, a couple of onions and garlic and just let it simmer. And uh, it is so delicious. And um, it's all pantry staples. So I encourage you to be creative and look for recipes that are from dietitians and um, experiment. Exactly. You can can cook, you can read, you can cook. And And it makes it it fun too. When you like you make your meal, it doesn't take a long time for you to make and then you enjoy it. It's it's definitely enjoyable. Thank you so much for today. And now we're going to move to the rapid three, two, one. It's our last uh, section of the episode. So we have three questions. All three questions will have, the first one actually, will have a three-word answer. The second question will have a two-word answer. And the last one will have a one-word answer. 
So for the first one, uh, what are the three values that got you where you are today? So my three core values would be my three P's. Here they are. Okay. Passion, perseverance, okay. and positivity. Ooh, I like those ones. <laughs> yes, amazing. And moving on to the second question, what are the two things that make you feel motivated or inspired? So in days when things are not going well or something like that, what are the two things that kind of keeps you going? So I reflected on this a little bit and um, I love learning new things. So learning how to do things and just keep learning is definitely one of the things that keeps me motivated. The second one is empowering other people to live healthier lives. And that is why it was such a joy to meet up with uh, uh, you and your group, because I really felt that I was able to uh, learn from you and with you and uh, give you some inspiration to live healthier lives through food and nutrition. Amazing. And the group really enjoyed our session during the lunch and learn when we had amazing yeah. feedback. <laughs> it was great. So for the last question, what, are, what is the one skill that you think is important in all aspects of life? So if you have to pick one skill, what would it be? There's one skill that's really important in all aspects of life. And I believe that is self-awareness. Ooh. And I'd like to share a little bit yes. uh, more with you on this. Absolutely. So many people, many people take their strengths for granted and miss the chance to build on their strengths and share them with others. And as a teacher and a, a professional development uh, expert, I can tell tell you that um, self-awareness is the one thing that will propel people towards a successful life and career. Mm -hmm. So take a moment and think about this. Do you know what really energizes you and what you're really good at? Do you know to let others know what you bring and what you need to succeed? So research shows that using your strengths is the key for building a successful career, improve performance and discover a happier and healthier way to work. Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned in my other work as a teacher and professional development coach, I offer a program to help students and pros identify and leverage their inner strengths. So if you are interested in more information about this important skill of self-awareness, and how to share it with others, reach out to me or check out the professional development session on my website at www.weilernutrition.com. Awesome. So the one skill, the one word answer, <laughs> yes. the one skill everyone <laughs> can benefit from no matter what stage in life they're at is knowing yourself and discovering what your strengths are. And as importantly, discovering how to share it with others that's so smart I don't even know what my strengths are I need to do a, a personality course or something <laughs> well that's exactly the program that that yeah. we have and I'm I'm uh, happy to say that it's been uh, the self-awareness um, uh, program has uh, been developed by Gallup and it's called Strength Quest for Students mm -hmm. and I've been teaching it and working with it for many years so if any of you are interested hop on the website um, have a look around and if you'd like to have a training session with me I'd be more than yeah. happy to uh, to do that awesome perfect I mean definitely 
I do agree with you. Uh, self-awareness is very crucial. That's like a reason, uh, a reason to why we have the podcast as well. It's just to reach all professionals, students, and raise awareness on different topics. So I think we all agree on the self-awareness part. <laughs> That's great. And you certainly have found your talents in podcasting and organizing meetings. So if you're trying to find out what it is that... Uh, um, energizes you keep a journal see what people ask Mm -hmm. you to do see what you can keep doing all day and not feel too tired but if you want to dig in a little deeper there is a lot of science behind it an excellent uh, survey that just gives you tremendous uh, resource and um, and the language and the words to express your strengths and share it with others Amazing. I think we learned a lot during this episode and pretty sure Lauren would agree with me as well. And thank you so much for being with us here today. My pleasure and all the best. Keep happy eating and help me stay healthy. All the best to, uh, to the team. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.